another episode of the Freedom Talks podcast, everybody. This is your host, Joe Ogden, again back. And this week we have Bree with us as her and I are going to recap the big races that we both just did um, at the beginning of October. Bree, welcome back for another episode. Thank you. Thanks for coming on for another episode on very short notice. Yeah, no problem. So Bree did a race before me. So, and she... Uh, did the Chicago Half Marathon, right? Yes. Which was, what week was that? September oh 20? Yeah, the 24th or 25th, yeah. How was it? Let's it was start there. good. It was good. It was a great experience. Um, I'm not going to lie, my legs hurt insanely bad after. I'm sure you can relate. Um, yeah, never felt something like that before. <laughs> but it was a great experience. It was really cool um, being at the starting line. There was a bunch of people there cheering you on. It like The camaraderie was good. Um, and I got to run it with my fiance and my best friend. So it was a good experience. Oh, so you guys, there was three people that ran? Yeah. Did you guys all run together? We did not, no. How did it, how did it start versus how did it finish? We started together. But I dropped back pretty early on because I was trying to pace myself. Yeah. Um, my best friend has ran one. She ran one last year, the same marathon. And then um, my fiance, he's pretty. He's pretty good. He's pretty fast. So he ended up finishing under two hours, like right under two hours. Um, so yeah, I dropped back pretty early, but we all ended up spreading out. And when did you finish? Two twenty-three. So pretty good. Yeah. Were you right. happy with that? I was. I wanted to get under two and a half hours. So. Right under that. That was good. What um, What made you want to sign up for it in the first place? Because 13.1 is a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to run cross country and track in high school. Um, and I never had any interest in doing a half marathon or a marathon. I did it because we actually were in Italy with my friend and her fiance that did it as well. And they were running it. Like I said, they ran one last year. And so they were running again this year. And my fiance was like, let's do it. Let's do it. And I was like, okay, sure. Why not? And they were already running Chicago. Yes. So you just signed up for the race. So I did it because they, um, they convinced me and I wanted to support. So. Did you guys go down the night before? Or did you just go the morning of and run it and come home? The night before. So you just stay in a hotel and then? We stay with them. Yeah. They live in Chicago. Oh, they do? Yep. What were the, what was the atmosphere like? At the race? Because obviously I know it's a world uh, race or they call it like a yeah. world major, I think, believe in the running community. Yeah. Uh, and Milwaukee had the half and the full on the same day. You just had a different mm-hmm. route. I didn't realize that Chicago splits it. If you're running a half, you're a different weekend. And then yep. the Chicago marathon was two weeks later. Yeah. So I'm sure it's just crazy packed with people. Yes, it was. It was a lot. There was a lot of people around that actually we almost were late to the race. We woke up a little bit late and I don't know. We I don't know what we were thinking. We just thought it was earlier than it was. <laughs> And um, we couldn't catch any Ubers or anything because the everything was so busy because of the race. And then we finally got an Uber and the road was blocked off. So it took us so long to get there. Did you guys have to walk? No, we we got there, but we had to like run right up, barely warmed up. And just went right with the race? <laughs> just went right into it. Yeah, it was, it was good though. Do you know how many people ran? Oh, I think it was 7,000. 
some in the seven thousands. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Did you get a free shirt out of it too? We did. That's what it's worth. Yes. And and probably the metal too. And the metal. And the metal. Which I'm I am i am not sure quite what to do with that right now, but it's cool uh, to have. <laughs> I think mine is in the basement. Yeah. I'm not sure what, where mine went. Um how was the mentally kind of prepared yourself prepared for? Because I think we talked, you know, during your original um, podcast uh, earlier this summer or earlier this this fall, and mm-hmm. like training was going okay, probably not what you wanted it to be, right? Which I think everyone at some point can in- admit that. Mm-hmm. How was it compared to what you expected it to be? And that can be both performance and how you felt too. Yeah, it was similar to because I remember running my 10 miles before the race like two weekends before maybe and that was I felt pretty similar I mean I felt worse on when I ran it actually but running the 10 miles I felt pretty similar to when I ran the 13 the 13 yeah because that's the farthest you got was 10 right yeah yep is that as far as you were supposed to get in your training Mm mm-hmm Cause you were just, did you follow something or did you just do it yourself? Kind of. There was a Nike. Oh yeah. The um, Nike running, Nike run club. Yep. Yep. So we kind of followed that. And then the race itself, they send out something that you can follow too. Oh, okay. Yeah. How close were the two programs? Did you compare them at all? Yeah, they were pretty close. I think the Nike one had you running four times a week. Okay. The one they sent out was three times a week. Okay. We were following the beginner one that the half sent out. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if the more advanced one was different or not, but. How'd yeah. you do pacing? I just, I kept, let's see. Did you I'm stick to the to plan think. you had? Or did you go out hot right away? I went out a little hot, which I feel like naturally you do. Mm-hmm. Dorf, or the. Um, Just seeing where the adrenaline rush. Yes, the adrenaline's going. Um, But I think I I tried to stay around 10, 30, 11. Talking about negative splitting, um, that did not happen. (laughs) End of the race, I definitely got slower, which was fine. And then you got across the finish line and you were done. Yep, yep. Now, do you know, is it the same course for the half as it is for the full? Obviously, just half. I don't... I'm not sure, actually. Because it's all right downtown, isn't it? I don't think it's the same because I remember looking at the finish of the guy that finished first. I yeah. think he broke the record at the marathon. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. And he, they were downtown. But we actually, I'm not going to lie, the course was kind of boring. It was like right next to the water, but only the beginning. And then you were just on the highway like the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah. And then there's just a turnaround. And then you come right back. And then you come right back. Yeah. So it's basically, what would that be? Six and a half, mm-hmm. six and a half miles down and then six and a half back. And yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And you see the turnaround way before oh, you yeah. actually turn around. So it probably makes it feel like it takes forever it to get down. It was brutal. Right? Yeah. Is it pretty flat? Yes, it was flat. Yeah. I've heard that the Chicago Marathon is both the half and the the full Mm -hmm. is a very flat and fast course yeah yeah well i'm thankful for that (laughs) what time um did you pay attention to the results like how long it took the winner um i think it was an hour oh gosh I forget exactly. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Probably flying. Yeah. Because like, it was the actual marathon that that guy broke the mm-hmm. world rec- 
world record or Chicago record? I think it might have been the world record. Running yeah. faster than most, if not all, treadmills that you see commercially can yeah. actually go. Crazy. He was running 430 miles. That's insane. Just yeah. flying. I can't wrap my head around that. And doing that 26.1 times. It's actually Isn't insane. That crazy? I don't understand. <laughs> so going into the race, did you have any um, nutritional or nutrition plans? Like, did you try and carve up a couple days before? I did. Um, or did you kind of just go at it blindly? I wouldn't say a couple days. The day before, we definitely did. We went out for pizza and pasta. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think too much about it a couple days before. Do you hydrate too? Yes. Yep. We took, I take electrolytes every day just as it is, but, um, tried to do little extra of those. And then, um, I know you were talking about your, uh, gummies or your, what do you, the gels? Yes. The gels. Yes. Um, during the race. So we got some of those as well during the race, but were they handing them out? They were not actually, I don't think we bought some at the running store, like before we went the goo gels. Yes. I forget what brand Mel or something. Were they black? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the exact name of those, but I know which ones you're talking about. I heard those ones are somewhat edible. Yeah. They're good. They're fine. Cause the goo gels I've been having, I don't think I can have, I think I'm probably going to throw them off because they're so bad. (laughs) Now, how many gels during the course did you end up having? I took two. So I took one, I want to say around five miles. Okay. And then the next one around nine. Okay. So I just think. for the last push? Yeah. And I think it was a hundred. I forget. Um, Probably a hundred calories. They come in like a hundred, 160. Yeah. I they have caffeine so. in them too or no? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Now, after you've run one. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to do another one at all? I wish I could say yes. I don't think I'm going to. One and unless, none? Yeah. Yes. Unless it's like the right time where I have a bunch of friends doing it too yeah. or something. But it's tough. I really, I give a lot of credit to runners. I really do. I think 13.1, 5K, I mean, all of it is relatively the same. The only thing different is obviously the actual mileage, but I think Mm -hmm. they're all very hard in their own way. Yes. Yes. Because I mean, it took you two and a half hours. It took me just over five to do a full, Mm -hmm. which, you know, not race times by any means for some of these people, but I Mm -hmm. think everyone runs their own race. It's a long way. Yeah. And that time to stay focused, I think is even harder. Yes. And during the race too, it's hard because I thought I had this whole playlist I was going to play. I just, nothing, the music didn't even help me. I agree. (laughs) Was that like more towards the end? Yes. I felt that way towards mine too. Once I got to like mile 18, Yeah. I was switching back and forth between a, a podcast a looped podcast mm-hmm. of David Goggins. I don't know if you know who David Goggins is at all. I don't know. He's a former Navy SEAL who's a big motivational mm-hmm. guy. Gotcha. Essentially, his his message is you need to work harder. Yeah. Is really what it comes down to. Stop being a baby yeah. and work harder. <laughs> and I, I like listening to his stuff. I think his message is, is good overall. It got to the point where I couldn't even listen to him anymore. Like <laughs> I just I need these headphones out and I just need to, yeah. to go, You're which like, was kind of disappointing because I thought I had this right. you know whole thing planned out that it was going to yeah. go great yeah music good music exactly you're like oh podcast. i'll put this song on right at the end no. it'll hype me up 
no. 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 At that point, you just, you can't even listen to anything. What would you say was the biggest challenge about your half? I think um, as far as training goes, staying consistent, which I think is the biggest challenge for anything that you try to do in life, honestly. Um, We, and if I had to go back and do it again, I would start out slower as far as mileage and more frequency. Yeah. So like I said, we originally started running three days a week. Um, and also, like I said, in the last podcast training didn't go totally as planned. So sometimes less than that. Um, but we would do probably like three to four miles twice a week. And then the other day would be like our long run. Um, but right away, that's just a lot on your body. And I think that if I were to have broke it up more, even like one to two miles, a couple days a week, and then um, build it up from there, that would have been a lot better for me. Well, I think all that can be applied to pretty much anything, not just Mm -hmm. running. We're just talking about running for the sake of this podcast because we both ran a race. Um, I I tell people all the time, and I think about this a lot in my own life too, being consistently good Mm -hmm. or just consistently showing up to doing whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. That can be applied to a home exercise program, could be applied to running, could be applied to working out, whatever. Mm -hmm. You have to consistently show up to get long-term results, Mm -hmm. I think. Yes. And that... can happen in the short term mm-hmm. just for the sake of this you're signing up for a race you're like okay i've got whatever 10 weeks 16 weeks whatever mm-hmm. um or i just had knee surgery i need to recover from this you need to be consistently good at doing yep this yep um and i think too you know running wise too is i mean research shows the more you run the better you're going to be mm-hmm. as long as it's you know, in a controlled setting, you don't want to advance anything more than 10% a week volume wise, but running is the one thing that is interesting that, and this is, I guess, any skill, but the more you do it, the better you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And research shows that a ton, which I find to be really interesting. Yeah, that is. And as far as a consistency thing too, the more you do something, the more you hopefully see the benefits of it, like yeah. especially with running, which makes you want to do it. And the more that you do it, the more you get into a routine doing it. So you just don't even question it anymore. You just say, okay, I'm going like, no matter what, you're yeah. going to do it. Um, so yeah, I think that would have helped just running more often. We would have gotten to more of a routine and uh, I think it would have been easier on yeah. us. No, you ran uh, cross country in high school. Mm-hmm. Did you run a lot in college too or not as much? No, I didn't. Yeah, I actually quit cross country f- after my freshman year. Of high school? Of high school. Okay. But I kept with track and I did distance and track. So. Okay. In college, grad school, did you run a lot or not really? No, just for like working out purposes. What was the farthest yeah. do you think you could have run when you first started training? For the half? Yeah. Like if I would just would have went out and did yeah. it? Like just as a part of, you know, if you're just going to go run for your normal workout. Yeah. Well, normally, so before my half, I was doing more like short distance yeah. like sprints yeah. on the treadmill. Um, but if I were to have gone out and done like more long distance, I probably could have gone like three or four miles, yeah. just slower. Yeah. And the, the reason I bring that up is it. it yeah, I agree. 
when I first started, uh, decided to run the lakefront marathon in April, I had to stop and I will build off this and never forget this 0.88 miles into it. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, my, my legs hurt. I'm out of breath. Yeah. Everyone has to start somewhere. And I think both of us are good examples of that. And again, this is just applied to running cause we're talking about it, but it could be applied to anything is you just mm-hmm. have to start somewhere. Yes. I actually yes. just told a patient today, like, I don't, I don't care where we're at today. Mm-hmm. I do, but I also don't because yeah. it just, this is just where we're starting. It's an objective number. We just have to improve from there. Yes. Which I just find, because how long did you train for? Actually, we'll ask that before I give an example here. 13 weeks. So yeah. basically what I did too, mm-hmm. although mine I think was 32 set in total, but the same thing as these programs are 10 to 16 weeks. I mean, there's a ton of growth that happens mm-hmm. in that relatively short amount of time. Like yeah. if you try to go run a half at that first run, do you think you could have done it? Oh my gosh, no. I guess we can finish anything, but right. would it have gone anywhere near? No. How far do you think, you, based on how you felt, mm-hmm. how far do you think you could have gone when you first started? At the most, probably six or seven. I would agree. Yeah. And that would be like, I'm really trying to pound it. Yeah. And feel horrible. Yeah. After. Yeah. Which miles would you say were the hardest? Oof. Probably. Or when you, when you realize like I've hit the wall (laughs) yeah probably honestly around six seven I was hitting a wall and then the last probably nine ten (laughs) eleven I was 12 and 12 to get to 13 that was kind of just like all right gut it out let's go because when with the half when did people start when you when did you start seeing like more spectators or was it pretty much the whole time? It was actually pretty consistent. Oh, it was? I w- yeah, it was pretty consistent. But around like 12, mile 12, they're Maybe all just there. Yeah. there and it's kind of that next yeah. adrenaline rush? Yes. Yeah. So you really don't want to do another one, huh? I don't. I just, you know, I'm back into my lifting workouts and different forms of cardio. And I just enjoy it a lot better, so back in your normal space yeah well this this podcast at the time of us recording this podcast the podcast that i did this on hasn't been published yet but the reason i signed up for a full marathon is to do something hard Mm -hmm. yep and it certainly was that in the podcast that i talk about basically training trying to get to 26 the results of 26 and now post-race what we're going to do, there's going to be a little challenge in there for anybody that listens, is in 2024, I already signed up for another one. (laughs) So since you're on this with me, I'm going to challenge you as well, and if you want to do it, I'll also remind you and hold you accountable too, is I'm challenging people to sign up for something hard in Mm -hmm. 2024, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, whatever you want to do. Because I think signing up for something hard, and I, I really now feel this way, because I started from ground zero and my results are not great is you just, it's a constant road that you're just keeping Mm -hmm. going down. So I'll put you on the spot Oh boy! for you. What would be next for something hard? I'm trying to think already. I know a lot of, so I, and hard is relative. Yes. Yes. I used to do, um, CrossFit, which I loved. I, if I had to pick some sort of competition or something to that extent, it would probably be something like that, like a CrossFit competition. CrossFit competition? Yeah. 
A real yes. one or one you just put yourself through? One, uh, probably. Or like, I think what the gyms do, like the opens that they sometimes yeah, yeah, do at yeah. a local gym. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Which I follow along with every year, and that's so. CrossFit athletes, and now that I'm a little more in the dur- endurance space, looking into it, reading about, I mean, I think those athletes are different. Mm-hmm. But to me, the most mentally tough athletes in the world are CrossFit people. <laughs> I love watching CrossFit. Like, when I think of like Matt Fraser, I know he's retired yeah. now, but to me, he epitomizes. Yes. Like, hard work. Here's this. He, here's this really hard thing to do. Go do it as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And when you're done, keep going. Yeah. It's in Madison now, though. Speaking of CrossFit, isn't it? Or it was. It was. They just changed it to Texas, which I'm sad about because I never got to go. That's what I was yeah. just going to ask. Did you were you able to go? I was not. But. Why Madison? Do you know why I was there? I don't. Or what's important? I don't know why. Because I don't even know. Does CrossFit have like a home base at all? Like the actual CrossFit games? I think it was, yeah, the CrossFit games, they were in Madison. Like I think that was technically the home base, but. Because like they're sponsored by Noble now. Yeah, Noble. They're out in Boston, aren't they? I think their headquarters are in Boston, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I told, I, this podcast hasn't been released yet either. I just did an interview with a former um, PT school classmate of mine who works at a CrossFit gym now. And we were just Mm -hmm. talking about CrossFit and he's, him and I both are, I've dabbled in CrossFit a little bit, but Mm -hmm. in PT school, we were both were like, you know, this is, I don't understand this. This is just a, you (laughs) know, a, a, a fad that people do. Yeah. The, and I'd be curious what you have to say since we're talking about it. The handstand push up mm-hmm. and the snatch are the two exercises that are keeping me from going full into CrossFit because <laughs> both those yeah. are super hard. Yeah. Actually, oh, overhead squat too. Yes, true. When I did it, I did it in college and the gym I was at, I think most of the time you'd find that the gyms you go to are very inclusive and whatever you can do they really have trainers that coach you through everything so if you're not able to do handstand push-up like I wasn't able to do anything when I went there um they really like modify things and coach you through it yeah yeah it's like kind of like personal training in a way I see that a lot too and I think CrossFit as a whole at least what I'm seeing has kind of answered the challenge a little bit because that was the big thing Mm -hmm. when it first starting to gain popularity is like this stuff is too hard i'm not just going to send right 30 and 40 year old person that's trying to just get in shape i'm not just going to send them to this gym mm-hmm. and have you work them to, to their heart rates 200 mm-hmm. but i with what i see and i think it's gaining more popularity so there's more people doing it mm-hmm. but i see a ton of coaches and just gyms showing like okay this is the actual workout ideally right here's the regression and progressions that we can do yeah to make it easier for people which i think is really impressive they've done a fantastic job i think yeah yeah i agree and it seems like there's a lot more physical therapists yes another classmate of mine is she's doing her own thing up in i believe somewhere in eau claire she's at a crossfit gym where she works out and just does yeah um physical therapy as well i'm trying to get her on the podcast next yeah but i think it's cool yeah it's awesome so everyone heard it here. I'm going to poke at her a little bit until she commits to it. We're going to call it the, I just said it now, we're going to call it the Freedom Fitness Challenge for 2024. There you go. Anyone can sign up for anything they want, something that's hard to try and improve their current mental capacity as well as physical capacity, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. So Bree's going to try and do something with CrossFit. And I'm going to ask her until she actually signs up for something. Sounds good. Bree, thanks for joining today. Of it was a course. good quick conversation that we both can fit in before 
our next patients. Yes. And we'll get this out as quick as possible. Anything else to add before we end it here, Bree? No. Thanks for having me on and thanks for motivating everybody. Let's do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Freedom Talks podcast. If anybody has any questions or concerns or would like to be interviewed on a podcast or also has a podcast idea that they would be interested in learning more about, please let us know. Reach out to one of our four locations, either here in Fox Point, Grafton, McGowanago, or Brookfield. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody.